Welcome everyone to our 3 p.m. service. I'm once again very much excited to preach today. As you see, I'm still here in our center. It might be empty today. We might be uh, here with just a few staff and socially distant. But I believe there will come a time that we will come together. You know, the Bible reminds us that we should not uh, stop meeting together. And I hope that will be soon. I'm excited to see you face to face. And as we conclude this series, you know, I just want to share with you my experience of what it is to go back here in our center. You know, last week I had a really difficult time maneuvering. It was my first time to enter. And so I was fully equipped with everything that I need. I had my alcohol. And I remember this alcohol bottle I used to consume for two weeks. And I was surprised I actually consumed the entire bottle in just less than half a day. Why am I saying this? I was actually moving in so much fear that everything that I held on to, I felt like that I would get infected. Everything that I would do, I was very mindful. I was uh, so consumed by the fear of this virus. And going through the setup and all, carrying stuff, trying to figure out how to preach in front of everyone in this setup, I realized that uh, I wish I brought surgical gloves. Sabi ko, no? If I only had surgical gloves, it would actually be uh, easier for me. Why? Because for me, surgical gloves is a reminder that I should not touch my face. The surgical gloves would actually remind me that whenever, that I could actually touch every, anything in front of me to carry stuff and just throw it away right after I'm done with carrying and holding stuff. You know, as soon as I got home, very tired that day, I just spent half a day in our center. I was so tired. And before I went to the shower and take a bath, and that is true, naliligo po ako, you know, I was actually emptying my pockets. And as soon as I pulled out something out of my back pocket, I realized I had that surgical gloves all along in my back pocket. And sabi ko ano, grabe, if I only knew that I had that surgical gloves, it would have been easier. It would have been uh, easier for me to function. And as I start this preaching, this is what I realize. You know, we can have everything that we need right where we are, the things that are in our pockets, but unless we know that we have it and unless we use it, it won't actually help us. You know, I believe that a lot of us are actually in this dilemma. We say that we are living a Spirit-empowered lives, but if we don't know the power of the Holy Spirit are with us, and we don't know how to tap onto that power, what happens? It won't actually help us in our daily lives. And that's why today, even as we enter so much fear in this pandemic, even as we try to go back to the new normal, trying to go back to work, you know, my wife has been back to work for almost a month, traveling from the house to the office, and it's been a challenge. I tell you, there's so much fear, but I believe today the Word of God will encourage us of this thing that you don't need to live in fear. This is a time for us to get encouraged. That's why we talk about hope every Sunday. We, we preach the gospel, we preach the word of God so that we will not live in fear. I was actually having this conversation with some of the leaders in the Facebook group and I was asking him, what are the things that you are frightened about as you enter the new normal, as you try to get back to the, to the way of living? And these are some of their inputs. Sabi nila, no? of course, getting infected. Uh, the fear of not having work. The fear of not being 
able to provide for their families, the fear of the inability to adjust to the new normal, the fear of the opportunities that are available, no ubos. And a lot of people actually said the fear of walang fira. It's scary during this pandemic. There's so much fear. But I believe today the message of the Lord is that we are living an empowered life by the Holy Spirit. And that's why, yes, there is fear, but we don't need to live and dwell in this fear. We can actually have that boldness that comes from the Lord. This is what we will be talking about today. The boldness that comes from the Lord. That the boldness that we need to face the fears that we have is readily available to us. And I hope you guys are excited. So if you have your Bibles with you, please open your Bibles to Acts chapter 4. We're going through the entire chapter segment by segment. And so I hope you take down notes, allow God to speak to you as we start this message, as we go through the book of Acts in chapter 4. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are a God who speaks, that you are a God who knows where we are. And so, Lord, as we need that boldness today, Lord, we declare that you will speak to our situation today in Jesus' name. As you anoint the preaching of your word, Lord God, allow it to penetrate screens, allow it to penetrate homes, that Facebook Live, Lord God, they will get ministered to. Lord, we may not be together physically, but because you are with us, you are connecting our lives together in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 4, what was... What is happening in this chapter? You know, last week we talked about Peter and John and we're continuing that story. Peter and John uh, just healed this, uh, this uh, he's not blind. Ano nga ba siya? He was a lame beggar. Yeah, Peter and John actually just healed this lame beggar miraculously. He says, silver and gold I have none, but in the name of Jesus Christ, walk, sabi niya. No? And now this person is healed. People all over the temple actually Praise God and worship God for that faithfulness of that power of healing. And because of this incident, there were a group of people who were very unhappy. And these were the scribes, the priests, the high priests, the Sadducees. And they were disappointed because they were, for them, they were preaching blasphemy. They were talking about this Jesus. They were talking about healing uh, that comes from the authority of Jesus. And so they were not happy. Chapter 4 starts with this group of people arresting Peter and John. You know, when we talk about the word arrest, we know that this is a legal term. It's something that is done so that you will be locked up. But if you look at the meaning of the word arrest, in its whole context is to actually to bring to a stop. You know, this pandemic, I believe, has brought a lot of us to a stop to stop to function normally, to stop to live our lives to the fullest. And that's why to be arrested is to have so much fear in our lives. And I believe this message is for you as we go through this text. The group of elders of this, of this uh, group, no, the Sanhedrins, and we're going to talk about them later, says uh, after the overnight being in jail, kinuha na sila to the council and nagharap-harap po sila. And so, tinanong po nila, no, in what authority are you preaching and speaking about healing? And this is Peter's powerful few statements reply. This is what Peter said. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders. Verse 9, 
if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man by what means this man has been healed, verse 10, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man is standing before you. It was a powerful and boldful reply of this Peter. And some of you might say, hindi si Peter yan. Baka naman talagang by nature, he is uh, atapang atao, hindi atakbo, walang inuurungan. But you have to understand, during the time when Jesus was arrested, it was also this Peter who actually denied him not once, not twice, but actually three times. It was the fear of knowing that I am associated, that I am a friend of Jesus that actually allowed him to deny his best friend, to deny Jesus, who is the Christ. And so what happens from this life of moving in fear to a life full of boldness? And I believe we will learn from what happened in this chapter. You know, Peter, it says, as we started the text, when he spoke, it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know this. He has preached a powerful word. 3,000 souls get saved. During this time, there were around 5,000 already. And so, what happens? At this point, Peter says that it is because of the resurrection of Jesus. What does that mean? What changed in Peter's life? It was actually the reality of his life. You know, before the resurrection of Jesus and after the resurrection of Jesus, it changes all our perspectives. And for Peter, this is the hope that he was preaching. Peter was talking about the hope that is accompanied by the resurrection of Jesus. The reality of Peter is that he is holding on to that hope. That when he preached to this uh, this, this lame man, he was holding on to that hope. Why? Because that hope is the hope that we profess. This is where we get our boldness. It comes from the hope that we profess. Imagine this. If Jesus did not raise from the dead, what would our faith look like? And because not only he lived, he actually was raised by the Heavenly Father. What does that mean? We live a life of hope. From a life of death, spiritually dead, now we are alive. And that is the hope that Peter was holding on to and preaching on. When he preached to this beggar, what was he talking about? It was this hope that because Jesus has risen, you can be healed in the name of Jesus. This is the hope that Peter was professing. Jesus lived, died, and he got resurrected again. Imagine today with me, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He has forgiven you of those sins. Because we, can, we couldn't do that regardless of how, how much we try, we know that God, that it is only through Jesus that we can be forgiven. If God could actually do that, what more the fears that we have today? What more the concerns that we have today? The hope that we have is where we get our boldness. Our boldness comes from the hope that we profess. The question is today, who is Jesus in your life? How do you know Jesus? 
Some say he's a good teacher. He's a, the best motivational speaker. Some say that Jesus actually can heal. But if we know the fullness of his story from life, death, and resurrection, that's the only time we can hold on to that hope. It gives us that boldness to live. Paul was preaching about this in 2 Corinthians. He says, Therefore, since we have such a hope, and this is the resurrection, we are very bold. Can you say that with me? The hope that comes from God gives me boldness in my life today. Boldness comes from the hope that we have. And this is the game changer. You know why? Because today, in the world that we live in, we actually have experienced a reset. For some reason, somebody pressed this button. That when this reset button was pressed, everything that brings us hope from the world diminished. The position, the authority, the jobs that we feel like we give, give us hope. Ano nangyari? When that button was pressed, it actually vanished. A lot of people are hopeless today. You know, these uh, Sanhedrins had so much power and authority. Why? Because the Roman government actually gave them that power. They could arrest anyone who was speaking against God. They would arrest and they would actually be able to punish except for the death penalty. They were holding on to that authority. You know, a lot of us might have been holding on to something. And kaya tayo may boldness. Why? Because we're holding on to something. But today, it might have been, or it's not available to us anymore. You know, the boldness that we have comes from Christ and Christ alone. And I like the next verse. In verse 13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter, imagine, it was them who was looking at the boldness. It's not Luke, the author, who says that they see the boldness. It was the people that he was talking to, the high priest. Sabi nila, no? Now, when they saw the boldness of these two men and perceived that they were what? Number one, uneducated. Walang, uh, walang background. Walang, they were fishermen. They were regular Joes. What else? It says they were common men. Uh, ano lang sila, no? They are ordinary people. Simpleng mamamayan. What else? And that they were astonished. They were amazed about them. You know the good news that I can encourage you with today? that boldness doesn't have a requirement. We don't need to have the last name. We don't need to have that maintaining bank account. And we don't need to have that position in your work. You can be broken. You can be broke financially. You can have nothing, but you can still live with boldness. Why? Because boldness comes from that hope. How did they conclude their observation? It says, the Bible says, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. That is so powerful. You know why? Because boldness comes from our relationship with Jesus. It comes from knowing Jesus. It comes from speaking to Him daily. It comes from that encouragement that He is with us. The Bible says, be strong and courageous because I am with you. You know, God is with us because we have a relationship with Him. We just don't do life on our own. And it's not enough to just know who Jesus is. We need that thriving relationship with Him. We can't just do and say, I pray to Him naman. You know, the sad part is, when we go to someone only when we need something. You know, a thriving relationship is you go to that person just to hang out. A thriving relationship is spending time with that person not only when we need something. Why am I saying this? 
You know, God is not only there for emergency purposes. God is always there to celebrate our wins, to be with us on a daily basis. He is always with us. So the question is, how is your relationship with Jesus today? It, uh, it's not enough just to know Him. We need to know who He really is. We need to spend time with Him. How is our relationship with Jesus? Are we close with Him? Are we updated with what He's doing? Do we know what He's been up to lately? You know, closeness is about spending time. Closeness is about devoting and focusing time on the Lord. And so my encouragement to you as your pastor, I want to say this. Don't go to God the last option. Go to Him at the first time we experience that struggle. Why? Because He is the source of our boldness. Our relationship with God, our relationship with Jesus Christ is the source of our boldness. Exciting, no? That as we devote time to Him, we will have that boldness to face our fears, our trials, our anxieties. And I hope you get encouraged with that. As we continue, what happens? And so, ito po yung bilin ng mga leaders. Wala silang nasabi because there's evidence. He was healed. The lame beggar now stands. No? Ngayon, balita ko, nagmamarathon na siya. No? Parang si Pastor Josh. He's running all around. And so, what happens? Ito po ang bilin ng elders. Sabi nila, stop. Just stop using the name. Just stop. Uh, talking about Jesus, just stop sharing the resurrection or that hope. But this is what Peter said. Peter and John answered, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. Verse 20, For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. I'm going to say that again. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. You know, a relationship with Jesus is knowing what He continually does. As we experience the faithfulness in God, not only during this pandemic, during the past, I believe this is the time to recall all of those. Why? Because this is the time we need the encouragement. This is the time we go back to the Word of God and say, Lord, remind me of your faithfulness in the past. Lord, remind me that you have always been there, that we will not help but share. We will not help but talk about His goodness over our lives. You know, every time I preach, my wife would give me comments like, uh, Bakit yung story na inad mo parang last minute, di mo yan inad, no? And I would always tell her, you know, for some reason, I would remember that story when, I, when I'm already preaching that I can't stop but be reminded of the faithfulness of God. And this is my encouragement. You know, the faithfulness of God in the people, uh, in other people, can also be the source of your boldness. Because we can declare, Lord, if you are faithful in the life of my brother, you are going to do that and be faithful in my life as well. How are we in our relationship with God? Have you seen and heard of His goodness the past few months? The past few, uh, the three months that we have been at home, how many times have you experienced the faithfulness of God? Have you shared what you have seen and heard about Jesus? You know, the weapon of the enemy today is this. He would actually defocus us, distract us from the goodness of God so that we will watch and see other things. Because once we watch and see other things, what happens? 
Nakakalimutan natin yung power ni Lord. Nakakalimutan natin yung time with the Lord, our relationship with Him. Uh, lumalayo tayo. What happens? We begin to have that anxiety again. We begin to have that fear again. So my question for you, as you reflect on this word, is this. What have you been watching and listening to lately? Because what you have been watching and listening to lately is what you share to others. And that's why, to be honest, please be mindful. And I'm going to say this out of love. Please be mindful of what you share or what you've been watching and listening to lately. Because sometimes it's actually just giving fear to others. It's actually bringing down others. As people of God, we are the ones who are koduits, who are where the boldness of God goes through as we encourage others to have that boldness as well. What have been be, yan, no? sobrang passionate ko today, hindi na ako marunong magbasa. What have you been watching and listening to lately? Is it all uh, Netflix? Ako, I stopped na, no? medyo napagod na yung, so I'm done with Korean novella. I'm done. No? Ano na lang, iba na lang. <laughs> in the 24 hours that we have in a day, what are the things that we watch and listen to the most? That's a good time to answer that question. As we continue, Peter and John now is released by this group of people. Sabi niya, sige na nga, uwi na kayo, wala na kami magawa. Wala. We can't hold you. We can't arrest you anymore. There's no grounds. And they've, I believe they've seen the faithfulness of God. Sila rin, no, they were amazed. The Bible says, astonished. And so they get released, and Peter and John goes back and shares what happened. And as soon as they join the other believers, they share the news of their boldness and preaching and answering. Siguro ko ako si Peter, no? Uh, ganito ako magre-report. Grabe! Nagsalita ako doon. Di ko alam kung saan galing. Nag-English ako. Sobrang galing. And we know this is the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is their response. Acts chapter 4, verse 24 says, And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Let me stop there. What was their response? You know, the church did not respond. Naku, wag nyo na ulitin yan, ha? Delikado. Pag nalaman nila, naku, pag yung mga kapatid mo, baka kidnap. They did not respond in fear. They did not also grumble. Ano ba naman ito? Baka maipit tayo, 5,000, baka ma... How was their response as people of God, as they come together, as they hear the praise report, they respond in worship and prayer. They lifted their voices together to God. They declared God is good. They were declaring the power of the Lord. They were declaring the hope that they profess. Boldness comes from coming together for Christ and with Christ. And that's why as a pastor, I want to appeal to you. You know, you can watch this preaching in YouTube. You can watch this preaching on your leisure time. But there's a reason why we set it at 3 o'clock. As Pastor Dennis sets it at 9 o'clock. Why? Because it's a time for us to come together. I believe you have so much time. And I, can, I know that you can commit to this time. You know, there's power when we come together. There's power that we are coming here with that heart that we want to be encouraged by the word and we want to stand together in prayer. So if that's you, I want to encourage you, commit. Commit to this time that we can come together as a church. I want to share with you a few stories before I end. 
uh, one of the one of the, our ushers in the five and seven is actually a safety officer who was uh, who was assigned to a province during this time, and he got stuck. Imagine, no, he was there for three months. He couldn't go home. No way of going home, and no safe way of going home. And during one of the prayer meetings that we have uh, at lunchtime, uh, I was praying, and then the wife message, who's also one of our um, faithful attendees. Grace, uh, this is Eric and Grace. You know, sabi nila, no, please pray for that my, so that my husband would actually be able to go home. And instantly we prayed. Whoever was at that prayer meeting, it was 60, it was 40, I don't remember. But I believe when we came together as a people of God, when we prayed together, what happens? You know, God's faithfulness is magnified. Now Eric is home. Why am I sharing this? Our boldness comes from coming together in prayer. That's very important for us believers, that we can't do this on our own. We do things in community. We do things, and that's why we have victory groups. We're not meant to do it alone. You know, you want to be bold? Do it with someone. Do it with your church community. Do it with your spiritual family. Because boldness comes as we come together, as we declare the name of Jesus. You know, the prayer that uh, they gave, uh, it was not about, and in the following verse, and I hope you read this uh, in your homes, in your devotion, they were not praying that, Lord, take away our fears or the situation. But despite the oppression, despite the persecution, despite the challenges, despite the fears, their prayer was, Lord, make us bolder. Make us more courageous. Courageous na sila. More, Lord, more. This is what we need today as we come together in prayer. You know, there, I have a, my own prayer list of people who are still going through a lot. And I get to open that during my devotion. I end with that in praying for them. And today, I want to challenge you, if you're listening to this preaching, as I pray for the next few people on my list, I want you to agree with me. I want you to stand with me in prayer as I pray for these people because I want you to see how God moves as we come together in prayer. The first person that I want to pray for is uh, the mom of the Joko brothers. Lord, I pray that you are the healer of Tita, Lord God. Lord, thank you that not only are you with her right now, you are strengthening her, you are healing her. She will be home with her family soon in the name of Jesus. Just like that, uh, the story of the lame beggar, Lord God, when your name was preached, Lord God, instantly there was healing. Lord, as the 3 p.m. service come together, Lord, we pray for healing right now in the name of Jesus. Another person I want to pray for is Tita Carmen, who is going through a uh, sickness today. Lord, as our family friends come together and believe by faith in the name of jesus healing to be upon you in jesus name right now lord we believe that you are healing her right now even as she is in the hospital lord you are allowing her to experience that healing that supernatural miraculous healing that what the bible says is still true until today healing to be upon tita carmen right now you know, our boldness comes from praying together. As I end, 
Verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. My prayer is this, that we, as people of God, will be reminded that the Holy Spirit empowers us to live a life of boldness and courage. The Bible says, be strong and courageous, for I am with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 I believe God is reminding you that He is with you and that the boldness that we need to face this new normal comes from Him, our relationship with Him, what He has done on the cross, and it's about coming together in prayer. Let's declare this. You know, God has called us to have this kind of bold faith. Faith that is steadfast faith that is immovable that whenever you would go through a situation let your faith arise so lord thank you that we can have this kind of faith lord not because of uh, what we've done in the past not because of our position or any earthly reason lord we can have this bold faith because of you and you alone lord thank you for reminding my brothers and sisters today, what you've said, if, if you would send your one and only son to die on the cross, what more the other things that we are concerned about? So Lord, allow us to embrace that truth. Lord, allow us to sink that deep in our hearts and in our minds that our faith and that the boldness that comes with it, Lord, empowers us to live a life to the fullest. Lord. No pandemic can stop us from worshiping you. No pandemic can stop us from living a life, Lord, that is pleasing to you. So as I end, thank you, Lord God, that we can not only share the good news to others because of that boldness that you are giving us today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.